Hello, and welcome to Second Helpings, a Grace Fellowship podcast designed to serve up another round of insight and application from our Sunday morning corporate worship gatherings. Pull up, dig in, and get filled as we take another taste of God's greatness. So Dan, we always know when we're preparing for a message, there's always something that's got to get cut. We've, we don't have two hours on a Sunday morning. Um, so there's always things we want to continue to talk about. And we've talked a little bit since Sunday, just some parts of this message of enough. What were some of the things like you just want to make sure people really pick up on or maybe some things you weren't able to get to uh, in the text on Sunday morning? I think that everybody has a point in their life, whether it's through disease, a bad relationship, a hope misplaced, some disappointment. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to the end of their rope and they really just start determining what is the most valuable for me in my life. And those, as people look back, they're painful in the moment, but they're really gifts because they actually orient you toward what is the most valuable. And in John 6, that's exactly what happens with the disciples. You've got the crowd who's just been fed the day before and they are looking for more food or they're looking for Christ to take him and make them the king so that they can overthrow the empire. And they leave because when they come to him, he's not going to deliver what they want. He's not a vending machine. Now the disciples, are you going to leave as well? And when you read verses 66, 67 to the rest of 71 of chapter 6, they have two realities that they have landed on. Number one, you have the words of eternal life. In other words, the, the words that you give, the message you have, is unlike anything we've ever heard. We believe it completely. And you are the Holy One of God. So who you are, what you say. We don't understand everything else you're doing. We don't mm. understand the political landscape. Mm. We don't understand where this is going next. All we know is this is who you are and what you've said, and that's enough. Mm. And so what seems to be almost the possible end of this ministry that's taking off was the beginning for the disciples and it's actually the starting place and the place we regularly revisit in our lives as christians Mm -hmm. where we start going maybe that's slipping maybe i've been putting my hope in this i've been putting my hope in that person and fundamentally it always comes back to is jesus christ enough Mm -hmm. and we live in that spot and that's the best place to be. Yeah, I think it, it is. I think it's really interesting when you think about that too, because I, all of us, right, we would be like, "Yeah, Jesus is enough." I would, I'd be like, "Yes," I wouldn't even stop and think about it. But maybe it's that stopping and thinking about it that makes me realize I'm I, I'm not really showing that because I'm getting caught up in some other stuff or something's knocking me off guard. But going back to those basic core principles, this is the word of life. Christ has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't need to fill all the gaps that I think I have in the world because he's more than enough in just these these core principles. And I think that's really changes the way you're supposed to look at everything. Yeah. So you go, well, should I know this and should I know this? Should I have a handle on this? Should I be aware of that? And go, you know, really, at the end of the day, what I know about who Jesus is and what he wants from me, that's all I really need. Yeah. Now, the rest of the stuff is window dressing. The rest of the stuff we traffic in, we'd love to know those things. Mm-hmm. But I think those are gifts to us when those things get pulled back, whether it's through a, a bad diagnosis or having to make a move for a kid and thinks all my friends are leaving. At those moments of most vulnerability, it's where Christ becomes so incredibly alive. Mm-hmm. And you actually get to prove or reveal where your hope really is. Mm. 
Because if it's in stuff, it's going to crumble. Uh, Soren Kierkegaard, the, the Dutch theologian, used to say that, that humanity or the ego is constantly trying to attach significance to something, hmm. whether what I do or who I know or where I live. And Christianity, by its very definition, is not allowing you to do that. Hmm. You have to attach all of your identity, all of your meaning, all of your significance filters through Christ. And that's really walking by faith. In our lives, Christ is a gift to us. When we remove all that stuff, comes back and says, am I enough? Yeah. And you you prove it again. Yeah. That's a, it's funny because when I, I preached a message a, couple, message a couple weeks ago about our identity being first and foremost as being part of the people of God, and I remember um, having a conversation with somebody, and they're like, "Well, do I not matter at all? Is there no individualism here?" Um, and I wish I hadn't come across that way in the message. But the point being, no, it's that we're filtered through yeah. Jesus Christ. You don't all the because I think sometimes people go, "Well, you're just saying Jesus is enough; nothing else matters." No, we're saying Jesus is enough; right. everything else matters in conjunction with that fact, in that reality. And I think that's where the struggle is for a lot of times. It's not, we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. We're saying Jesus is more than enough for everything because he is everything. Now you filter everything else through that. And you know, maybe sometimes some things that you thought were really important aren't quite as important, but I think probably the other side too, right? Sometimes you're gonna find something that maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to, something I didn't think was very important. It really is because of who Christ is in my life, and I need to change my emphasis. I, and I think so much of that comes back to it's like a prism. Uh, the light is revealed when it hits the prism. Mm. So you see all the different aspects of the spectrum. Uh, and Christ is that prism. Until yeah. the perspective that we have goes through Christ, my work, my relationships, uh, my my um the way I fit in society, all of those things are like silos. They're individualized, they're disconnected. But as soon as somebody who sees all these things flowing through Christ, each one of them has not only uniqueness, but it has a meaning Mm. so that we understand it. And you don't understand it until you see it through Christ. So when Jesus says, unless you lose your life for my sake, Mm -hmm. you'll never find it. He's essentially saying the same thing as he's saying on the side of this hill when he's fed the 5,000 and says, do you want to leave me too? In other words, everything about who we are, our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations, our identity, functionally run through Jesus Christ. So that if somebody is disconnected, whether it's somebody who is uh, seeing sexuality different or race different or whatever, we can look at them and, and not start off with the rebuke of wise up, but go, oh, I have such empathy, I'm so sad because you don't understand your sexuality and racial issues and political issues and community issues until you see Christ and connect there. You'll never see these things yeah. as the way you're intended. Yeah, it reminds me that we're coming up on two decades now from 9-11, right? It's, mm. been, it's been quite some time. And I was in college when that happened. I was a little bit older going to college. Um, but I remember thinking that, and I wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to do something. I got really engaged looking at all these secret service type things and all that. Um, and I'm at a Christian school, and I was I was talking to some folks that were recruiters for one of our um, our government's um, agencies, and at some point I realized I've gotten a little bit out of whack. I had gotten to the point to where I gotten so concerned in this, I hadn't really thinking about giving my life up for Christ, mm. but I was willing to give my life up because I was. You know, obviously, we all had this visceral response. I bring that up because it's interesting. I had to go through a time of self searching where I thought about, is it is Christ the only thing worth giving my life up for? And I thought, yes and no. 
He is the only thing worth giving my life up for. But in doing that, he might cause me to give my life up for another cause mm. as I follow him. And since that time, oddly enough, I think I've been a better citizen. Mm. I think I've been a better American as I look at my life through first and foremost being a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. It's kind of made me up my game with the people in my community and the way that I do interact, all because it started through that filter of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think as Americans, we think in categories. Okay, I want the husband-wife thing. I want the student thing. We think in categories. Uh, Jesus thinks in kind of like mountainside, like he's the peak and everything mm, flows down. That's good. Yeah, he, yeah. It, everything's thematically through him. Yeah. And unless you get that piece. And so people who look at Christianity as if it's a set of do's and don'ts, uh, you're just so blind because that's not it at all. So when Jesus says in Matthew 6, seek the kingdom first and all of these things will be added in the immediate context is clothing and food, the basic stuff of life. I think he could have went on from there and listed all these other things, significance and meaning. If you seek the kingdom, it has this incredible ability to bring everything else in focus. Yeah. So if you don't seek the kingdom, everything else becomes this gray matter, black mm. and white fractured image that people are trying to seek their identity. So I saw an interview with an individual who said, not only is his sexuality fluid, but his actual um, ethnicity is fluid. So now he's going to be Korean. So he went from a guy to a girl, and now he's going from an American to a Korean. And in all that, you can say, uh, that's grotesque. You can mm. say all these things. But what you really say is, that's an exceptionally sad. Mm. Because mm. you're searching for identity mm. in so many places, and Jesus says, all of your identity can be understood through me, mm. but if you see me as enough, you can get that. Mm. But if you don't, you'll be forever searching because you're trying to find something to give you meaning, and I, as your creator, am the only one who can give you that meaning. Uh, that's really good, man. I think it's a good thing for us. I'm glad we we spoke, we looked at that this past Sunday. I think it's something good for us to constantly be thinking about. Uh, before we go, is there anything else hanging there that you think, oh, this is the thing that I did? People don't know this. I want to give them kind of a peek behind the curtain. They see like a 30 to 40, maybe 45 minute yeah. message with us. They don't realize we left so much on the cutting room floor. Were there any behind the scenes that, well, I think the three things we did, we looked at that idea, the three cravings that really move us and take us away from the idea of Jesus being enough is thinking the independence of God is, is valuable. Mm. Uh, the independence, we looked at Genesis chapter three. Then we think of the idea of other people, living for other people. And so we saw in 1 Samuel 15 where Saul did that. And so he looked, he was addicted to what other people thought about him. And the third was this idea of comfort. I'm living for my comfort. So when it comes to independence from God or approval from other people or comfort, you can actually parallel in Luke 4 and Matthew 4, the temptations that Christ had fit the exact same categories. And I think those things, uh, if we keep our eyes out for, am I trying to be independent? Am I trying to define reality the way I want it, controlling things, or am I looking to, uh, appeal to people, or am I giving into something that I want to be comfortable? If we have that as a dashboard of our perspective, and we pay attention to that, that'll insulate us from moving away from Jesus mm. being enough. Yeah. If we pay attention to those things, because those things to me are the things that they're the cravings. Uh, we talked about the message, it's like a riptide. It takes you out from where you're safe. Those three particular things. And so if somebody would say, how do I make sure Christ is enough? Monitor that independence. Mm. If you're feeling like you're independent or dependent, mm. dependent is good. 
how do I think people see me? Am I living for the approval of other people? Mm. If that's true, then you're not thinking Jesus is enough. And where's the comfort level? Am I seeking after stuff? Or am I watching how other people, uh, what things they have, or houses, mm. or jobs, or cars? If you got to be careful, because when that goes up, uh, I need something other than Christ. Mm. And so I think those three categories, those three areas are big. That's good. That's a good takeaway for us. I guess we'll uh, be able to wrap it up there. If anybody has any more questions about this stuff, we all love talking to you. Uh, so feel free to, any of us, I think I can speak for any of the pastors after we preach. There's so much more we'd love to speak with. Feel free to uh, hit us up, take us to lunch, bring us over to your household. We'd love to talk more about it. So thanks for joining us. We we'll look forward to next time.